Good afternoon and welcome to the program. I am uh, honored to uh, have been invited tomorrow evening to serve as moderator for an online discussion that you should definitely check out, particularly if you're concerned about, well, our future, our environment, getting cleaner and greener, saving money as well. It's going to be a discussion about solar power sponsored by the Faith Coalition for the Common Good. And here in studio with us this afternoon to talk about this event is Taishiana Bankhead with the Faith Coalition for the Common Good and Scott Allen. He's the Environmental Outreach Coordinator with the Citizens Utility Board. And thanks to both of you for being here. We really appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Taishiana, let me start with you uh, to talk about how this event came about, how the Faith Coalition for the Common Good decided to have this online discussion and, and why you feel it's a, an important conversation to have. Um, through relationships, I spoke with Michelle Knox with Wilming Solar USA, and I heard she was doing some work with solar within municipal-owned utilities. And Scott has always been pushing for solar and municipal-owned utilities to come into Springfield and other places. So I had a relationship with them already, and I reached out, and I was like, what about having a town hall come up and talk to the community about what solar for all means and how Springfield can benefit? Scott, um, is this a, a tricky sell? I mean, I, I walk into my house, I hit the switch, the lights go on. That's really all I require. So why would I even want to start contemplating changing, you know, kind of the, the source of that, talking about solar, talking about, you know, doing things to my own house to kind of generate my own electricity here? Why would I even want to contemplate that conversation? Well, the first consideration would be that it's cheaper, Solar energy is cheaper, and if you can generate some of that on your own, offset your own usage, your bill goes down. You, when, when people think about solar, they think about, and I, I've seen some of this around town and around central Illinois, houses with big panels built up on the, the roof of the house, for example. Maybe you've got something in the backyard, something like that. It, it doesn't look necessarily easy or cheap or quick to bring that about. How do you do that in a cost-effective way that, that really does make sense for the average homeowner? So for the average homeowner, uh, prices reduce greatly by state incentives uh, There's and federal incentives, the federal tax credit. Uh, at 26% right now. There are renewable energy credits that the state purchases from people who generate their own solar. Um, and then the benefit of offsetting your own usage to lower your bill. So all of that kind of combines to make this uh, feasible for the regular homeowner. But we're also talking about the people who can't afford to do that, or they're not in a position they don't own their home, and they're missing out entirely on the benefits of, of cheaper renewable energy. What are the options for people like that, then? In the rest of the state or for Ameren customers? This is an important point, because we, of course, here in Springfield, we have a municipally owned utility, and so the rules, I guess, are different for a city water, light, and power than, say, for an Ameren or another private utility. Right. So the state has created these programs called Community Solar and Solar for All, and Community Solar means that there's a giant solar field built somewhere. If I'm an Ameren customer, I can subscribe to that, and I'll get a discount on my bill. I'll get credits on my bill for subscribing to that. Uh, for people who are income qualified, they meet a certain income threshold, there's the Solar for All program. And that can either be accessing solar through rooftop at no cost upfront to the customer, or through subscribing to one of these projects through this Solar for All program. Both of those have guaranteed savings built in. And it's a way, like I said, for people who 
who can't afford solar themselves to still benefit from these programs. The tricky part is that municipal utilities and co-op utilities in the state prohibit the use of power purchase agreements. And that's how these programs like Community Solar and Solar for All work and are built. A developer builds it and you pay that developer for the electricity and it's through a power purchase agreement. Municipal utilities are the power supply monopolies and they like to maintain their monopolies. So they say you can install solar, but only if you own the solar equipment that's going on the house or in your yard or whatever. So are there options then for, for customers of municipal utility like City Water, Light, and Power without having to uh, fork over the uh, upfront cost to invest in purchasing all that themselves? Right now, we don't really have those options in the state. Um, we uh, think, Taishiana and I and the people that we work with, think that there is a way to work with municipal and co-op utilities to allow for these sorts of things, if only to provide some fair access to income-qualified people. We're talking with Taishiana Bankhead of the Faith Coalition for the Common Good, Scott Allen with Citizens Utility Board, about this online town hall event coming up tomorrow evening to talk about solar energy, solar for all, how the average person in Springfield and Central Illinois can be a, a part of this, can uh, make solar part of their uh, power consumption. Uh, Scott, from uh, the, the bigger picture, uh, not just my own bottom line on my monthly utility bill, but the broader picture of having a, a balanced, cleaner energy portfolio. How much, I guess, is solar going to be a part of the, the future of where we get our energy? Uh, is solar uh, efficient enough, effective enough, reliable enough to replace you know, shoveling coal into a big burner out of city water, light, and power and using that to, to make the electricity we use? Eventually, I, that's the goal, yes, is to couple solar and wind with storage. Obviously, right now, we don't have that technology in place. But in Illinois, as we build up to being 100% renewable by 2050, uh, that technology will will be developed um, by making those investments. And it's a state mandate. So right now, no. But I think the point is that we do have a lot of room right now until we get to the point where we have no options. So right now there is a lot of gas still on the grid, and there's still a lot of coal on the grid. So we're kind of advocating for people to make a little bit of their own energy and um, – you know, we'll we'll sort of deal with those problems of technology um, in the years to come. In the meantime, to what extent has City Water, Light, and Power shown a willingness to work with households uh, to help make this an, an easier process to make solar more a part of their energy portfolio? The city of Springfield is really good as far as municipal utilities in the state when it comes to a person who can afford to buy their own system. Uh, Springfield offers a, a good compensation to the people for the energy that they overproduce. Uh, they, they work pretty well. There are no outrageous fees associated with that. So there's really not much of an issue there. It's really about at making this accessible to, um, to the people who we know suffer the most from energy burden, uh, from utility burden, which are people of color and low-income people. Is it going to ultimately require a change in state law to, to make it easier for, for those groups? 
I I think probably yes. Um, we see a million or so meters in the state that are uh, municipal and co-op utilities. You, It's hard to say how many of them meet an income threshold, but um, I think we will eventually get to the point in the state where we seriously have to consider uh, what our, our, our legislative policies look like. Let's turn our attention back now to the uh, town hall event tomorrow night. Tashiana, uh, who all is taking part in this, and how can members of the general public access it, participate in it, or, or even just view it or listen to it? Um, I feel great to ask to answer that question for you. Uh, Faith Coalition for the Common Good is co-hosting with Citizens Utility Board. We have several great co-sponsors such as Vote Solar, Wind and Solar USA, Sierra Club, the Sagamon Valley Chapter, Cofluent, as well as Sustainable Springfield. And so these great organizations getting together and hosting these t- this town hall. Uh, solar and weatherization, how can Springfield benefit is, like you said, tomorrow, um, April 21st at 6 p.m. You can access it via Zoom, or you can go on to Faith Coalition's Facebook page, and we're going to go live with it. And I believe Citizen Utility Board and all of the other uh, affiliates within this town hall is broadcasting on their Facebook as well, so it will be accessible to all who wants to participate. All right, so again, uh, you'll be able to uh, to find it, to watch it, and there will be a, a means of submitting questions, maybe even through the Facebook page, for those who are just uh, watching and monitoring it that way? Yes, Facebook, and also through the Q&A, the chat box, you know, okay. uh, so hopefully people submit the questions that they really want to be asked. All right. Answer. Uh, so, again, you can find that at the Faith Coalition for the Common Good Facebook page. It gets underway at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. It'll be uh, on uh, live there and, again, put on by the Faith Coalition for the Common Good, Citizens Utility Board, and multiple other sponsors for this important discussion on solar power and how it can impact you and your future. Thank you both so much for being here. Anything uh, either of you feels we need to make sure people are aware of ahead of tomorrow night's discussion? There'll be a lot more detail on this tomorrow night, obviously. Yeah, we're also at the top of that. We're going to talk about weatherization and energy efficiency which is sort of the first step for anybody who's considering going solar is to lower your baseline energy usage. So we'll talk about that and how that's also unique to Springfield. So even if you're thinking you're, you're not quite ready yet to necessarily pull the trigger on solar, there are still things you can do to bring your costs down, make your home more energy efficient, mm-hmm. conserve energy, be greener in that way, and everybody wins in that regard. So that's an important part of the discussion as well. Again, getting it away at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. Tashiana Bankhead, Scott Allen, thank you both so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Thank Thank you. you. Look forward to being with you tomorrow night.